Jesus, ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm your host with the most that keep the fade close. <laughs> Yours truly, Dom, aka Sir Phonus. Of course, we got. We got Aaron Fonaceti again, episode three, four, five, six, seven. Can't stop, won't stop. Rockefeller Records. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you got some topics for us today, bro. I'm going to speak, speak to the people. Because, again, I'm fired up today. I got some things on my chest that I want to get off. But we need to figure out. Because there's a lot of things in the news today. Man, that's... we have so much stuff going on. Did you hear about the situation with Drake and his dad? I read it. Uh-huh. I ain't going to lie. How, how, Sway? How can you sit in and say that you've been absent out this man's life? Please. You go ahead. Go ahead. Like, the situation that's so funny about it is, for as long as we heard Drake's music, he's been talking about how his dad was in there, and it was him and his mom, and then his dad, him and his dad get back together, they reconnect, and now, apparently, Drake is just saying those things just to sell records, which I don't understand, but I guess... I don't know. That's a situation that you don't really want to bring to the forefront. But then again, a lot of these rappers are public people. So they got to put all the business out there. And hey, whatever sells records, that's what they got to do. Listen, man, I put it to you like this. As as a fan of, of the music. Now, again, I like er, I like Drake's earlier work. I mean, I, like, I respect Drake as an artist and stuff like that. But the only thing that really throws me off is... If your father has really been around your whole life, you ain't got to lie about it. If you grew up in a happy home, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You know what I mean? Shoot, some of us just lucky to have fathers around. But don't try to be like, yeah, dad, like, you never been there. And now you blowing up. Now your dad, And now we see you and your dad on commercials and liquor commercials and all that. I'm like, hold right. on. <laughs> what is it called? Virginia Black? That's yeah, what it- yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, like, hold on for a second. So he ain't never been around, but y'all super, y'all don't, y'all super comfortable here. (laughs) Talk to him, player. (laughs) Man, it's just like the funny thing about it is that's kind of like what they say about Tupac and Biggie about their whole friendship. And somebody was like, Biggie went up to Pac and was like, hey, man, why are you doing this? He was like, hey, man, it sells records. So I don't know what the deal is. I guess a lot of rappers do what they have to do to sell those records. So be it. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Again, in the in I know I got old school values where it's just like, look, man, just be true to yourself, man. Be true to the soul. That's what I always used to say all the time. But, this man's a gangster. His real name is Clarence. I know, right? You, like <laughs> you ain't gotta portray one thing to be something else. You know what I'm saying? If right. if your father was dead, it's cool. Uh-huh. If you ain't had no good relationship with your listen, it's one thing to say like your father wasn't dead, like he was just gone. Right. But if he was dead, you just didn't have no good relationship with him. That's a whole different story, though. You know what I'm saying? But just to say, like, oh, he ain't dead, then dad, like, I've been here the whole time. What you talking about? I guess, like, he wants relatability. But then again, Drake Drake got so many characters. Like, Drake's rap career is a movie where he just goes in different lands. And one minute he's Jamaican, next minute he's from the UK. Uh and then he's back home in Toronto. It's just so many things that's in his catalog and international Drake. I guess that's what people calling him now. Listen, I like reggae music, and I know my friend gave me some Jamaican boxing gloves to put on my on my mirror in my car. 
But I ain't Jamaican. <laughs> I like jer- like jerk chicken and stuff, but damn it, I'm still me at the end of the day. Right. I grew up in PG County. <laughs> Oxtails and whatnot. I've had some good, I've had some authentic jerk chicken, by right, the way. Right, right, right. But still, all I got to say is with this Drake situation, Drake, listen to me, brother. Stop portraying it to sell records. We already know people love you regardless. They see you as like godly that you don't make mistakes, brother. You ain't got a lot to kick it, man. I mean, shoot, your the kid situation. Look how quick that blew over. <laughs> <laughs> you are hiding a child. That was one of the most killer lines I've heard all year. And now, like now, you got your dad who who dressed suave as ever. Like he looked like an old Cuban pimp or something. This now. Man. He's just out of the blue, just like, oh, dad, you wasn't around. Now I'm just selling records. But your dad, now you and your dad on TV, buddy, buddy. What's man, up with that? Man, Dennis got that drip, though. I, that's what I said. <laughs> Slim, he dressed like an old a old Southern pimp out there. Right. Got the hat on. And I'll be like, hey, I respect the old Dennis, though, man. That's my guy, though. But you need to tell, you need to tell Aubrey to stop and stop. <laughs> stop From Toronto lying. to Memphis, that man is pimping, pimping, pimping. Man, I think he been lying since he was wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> Stop playing for what we got next, player. <laughs> okay, so what we got next is JT from the City Girls is finally out of jail. She mm. is free. Mm. She just released her new what is it, freestyle first day out. I haven't heard it yet as if uh this podcast, but we're gonna definitely check it out afterwards and get back to you guys. Listen, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Ever since they came out with the twerk jump, right. I think it was, was a year ago or two years right. ago, something like that. First of all, the city girls have been irrelevant for the last couple of months. The only thing that's saving them, period. <laughs> period. <laughs> Try to get flued out. Fam, like, I can't. First of all, I'm like you, bro. I didn't hear a freestyle. Me personally, I don't want to hear a freestyle. Because it's just like, you know, they make music for like a certain demographic. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they make for like, you know, them, them ratchet girls. that Because, again... I lost a lot. Like City Girls was a uh, was a group that threw me off because they came out with that song, right? Talking about some uh, what was I forgot the lyrics. Oh, like the little real ass real ass bitch don't give a fuck about nigga. And then she turned out to be pregnant. Didn't <laughs> didn't Yachty write that or was that another song? No, he wrote that song. That song. He wrote that song. The act up song. He wrote that song. Wow. How she go? How you gonna have lyrics like that and then turn around? And you pregnant. <laughs> wow. He wrote that song. You know, man, like, listen, man. What's the, what's the girl named Risha? I think the girl Risha was pregnant. But my point, my point exactly, though, you can't write songs like that and then turn around, yeah, I'm pregnant. You basically, you basically writing the anthem saying, fuck these dudes out here, but I'm still going to get pregnant anyway. <laughs> right. Uh- that's another example of people who not living by what they rap. Then Drake and In My Feelings, him and City Girls did a song together, but JT was in jail. So she couldn't be in the video. See? Prime example. So, with that being said, <laughs> the city let's all my City Girl fans, and I do mean fans if they're if, if they out there. They have them. They have fans. I, I, y'all need to help me because listen, I'm glad that JT is out. You know what I mean? I don't ever like to see people behind bars. Yeah. But please, if you're going to write something, I'm going to check it out just for the hell of it. I hope this joint good. 
You know, like how you go on social media and you hear so many people listen to the song, mm-hmm. and you say you try to convince yourself you're gonna listen to it, but you, you, you just don't. I, I, yeah, it's just like not one of those immediate things. It's not like uh, Drake or Kanye or Jay or whoever else out there, Kendrick Lamar, J Cole. You know, dropped a new song. You're like, all right, I'm gonna listen to it right this second. It's kind of like somebody you don't listen to at all, and it's just like. Uh, do I really want to listen to it? I'm going to just wait till somebody post a snippet. Well, I'll put it like this with, with the whole JT thing. <laughs> do it's you like, love me? It's like, am I going to give it a chance? No. Because right now, like, shout out to my boy Davies. My man Davies just released a single for his date, for his upcoming album. I would rather listen to that. <laughs> Yeah. I still didn't listen to it yet. It's called Alone with Him and Jacquees, but I'm going to listen to that before I listen to JT. Every time I hear Jacquees' name, <laughs> I just think of people and remix the song. <laughs> Sound like a goddamn dino on the southern. You got to go take your finger. But anywho, man, like... Now, the thing that really, really got me was, I kept saying all week, I was like, I'm going to watch the BET, I mean, the Hip Hop Wars. Right. I said I was going to watch it, but for people like myself, who's been watching the Hip Hop Wars for as long as I have. Forever. Has anybody else not noticed that the Hip Hop Wars, the BET Wars, they're just, eh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like on a big decline. I, uh, I caught a little bit. It was okay. They had a rap battle. They had a cypher. And that was it. Because over the years, they had multiple cyphers from so many different artists. I think this year they did one or two cyphers. And shout out to Lil' Kim. She got the I Am Hip Hop Award. Well deserved. (laughs) Well deserved. Queen B, shout out to her. And... I watched the show, and usually I gauge shows by how much I remember from the show. I don't remember that much from the show, and I just watched it. You know, I, I, I start, I'm starting to understand why, and again, this is a, a new time, a new generation, so it, it, I don't want to come on, on this show and seem like, the, oh, he just hating, he just hating, you know, I'm not lit and all that, period. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems like the music today... It's like artists don't put on a good show with, and and the simple fact that the music nowadays, you gotta be real selective and like they're not they don't put on like artists that actually make good music. They want all like the you know the little ba- the little babies the baby you know all, everybody yeah, they keep, were on there. And, and it's like you can have a hot song, but performance wise, just like eh. Oh, shout out to Rhapsody. She had a good performance. See again, like I said, I didn't even watch it, and I actually and I actually like Rhapsody because Rhapsody actually can rap. Yeah, her the highlight of the night for me was they had Rhapsody and you, Lil Kim performed. She got with Junior Mafia. She did some of her own hits. They had Rick Ross performing. They had T Pain in there. I seen uh I seen him do a throwback on Rick Ross. He painted a little. I'm the biggest boss that they seen. Right. I seen a snippet of that. John said, "Damn!" But that was see, that was a hot song right there. Right. I but, forgot the name of it. I was about to say Maybach, but because I know T Pain was on a couple of his songs. 
You watch them because you just—it's just an award show. That's like our—that's like us, us black people. That's our award show. That's why we watch it. But it's just like you just be like, eh. Yeah, it's. I remember uh, what was that episode? I think it was the year two thousand nine, the one with Eminem. That's when I really started watching the BT Awards. It was Eminem, Most Def. Uh, who else? Oh, you saw the hip hop. You saw the hip hop with the cipher. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Eminem, Black Thought, and uh, and Most Def. Yeah, that joint. Right. That cipher was see like though like that back then. Yeah. And that was like when Nipsey Hussle was still kind of like like oh we don't know this dude uh-huh. like Wale and stuff like that. But and it's as you seen like the ciphers started to decline over and over and over the years. It's just like. When you got Chris Brown in the cipher, it's just yeah. like that's like them putting Trace Holmes in the cipher. Yeah, you have to see it just to check out if he's going to blow it up or not. You know, I understand that Chris can rap. Yeah, but here's my that's that's and that's one of my big problems with R and B period nowadays is you can rap, but we don't want to hear you rap. Yeah, it's like a lot of R and B artists trying to be rappers now. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this, this is, and this is why, like, you know, I even had a conversation with my mom before too, because mom was just like, she was like, she was like, R and B nowadays, it just, it's no, it's no, like, how can you, how can you like groove to this? I'm just like, that's true because R and B nowadays sound like rap music. Yeah. So it's just like we, like, you know, we had growing, we had you, you had the Jodeces, you know, Men Condition, Boys like, the Man, Boys the Man, Music Soul Child. Even earlier, Chris Brown. Yeah. Even earlier, Trey Songs. But it's like nowadays, R&B now is just like, I get it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I get it. But I don't know. I'm going to stick to my old school, though. But, you know, shout out to all the performers at the Hip Hop Awards last night. Unfortunately, I missed that one, though. I mean, it wasn't much to see. I mean, you can catch most of it on their YouTube channel, and it will save you a lot of time. But... You want to know, besides the hip-hop wars, you want to know who really deserve a lot of credit and a lot of praise and a big shout-out? Who that? My man, Tyler Perry. Oh, (laughs) man. Let's talk about Tyler Perry and the studio. The biggest studio in the U.S. is owned by a black man. It used to be on Confederate land, and now a black man owns that land. So that's very powerful right there. Um, It just shows how far he's come. I remember when I was a kid on the radio, I think it was around 99, and I was hearing an advertisement about I could do bad all by myself. And I think that was one of his first plays he did. And it was at Warner Theater or Constitution Hall, one of them. And that was when he was starting to get a start. Growing up, a lot of us, we would watch a lot of his plays on bootleg. It was very cool to see how he can really capture the audience. Uh, who was there? He had 12 sound stages, all of them named after different people from Holly Berry to Denzel Washington to, I think, Ruby D, even Spike Lee, all of them, all the things him and Spike Lee been through, that's a big move for him. But what do you have to say about him as far as this accomplishment went? No, I'm not even going to lie to you, man. Tyler Perry, and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of entrepreneurs, it's a lot of people that you want to look up to, but for me, somebody like Tyler Perry is what represents Black excellence, right? You know what I mean? 
Like black like here's a dude that has probably one of the biggest studios, if not one of the biggest studios in the US. I'm talking about this dude had on his on his his property, not only was it built on Confederate land, but this dude has a replica of the White House. This mm-hmm. man has a replica of of the Madea, of the, uh, the house he used in um 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 Madea. Yeah, uh, yeah, like the Diary of a Mad Black Woman and stuff yeah. like that. And you look at a dude that started from just doing plays to graduating to movies to graduating to TV shows. Because again, um, House of Pain is still one of my favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm. If they would ever put it on T, like they ever have it online with Hulu or Netflix, I think they should put it on BT Plus. That's another. I think that's service. what I think that's where it's gonna go on. Yeah, too. another streaming service. It's too many streaming services. Do you got to pay for it? Uh, yeah, you got to pay for all the streaming services. I, I I I can't afford to pay for Hulu and Netflix. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend this. I'm not saying you guys should pirate at all. I'm totally anti-pirate. Wink, wink. Either way, how you look at it with somebody like Tyler Perry, you know, everybody has their own, everybody has their own heroes. Everybody have their own, um, you know, just people they look up to because Tyler Perry is one of them. And then Tyler Perry owns all of that. Yeah. He owns all of that. He doesn't like, well, I still got a contract with this person. I got, he owns all of that. So people like, like Tyler Perry, for me, people like, you know, you know, some I know a lot of us probably look up to like somebody like Jay Z. Yeah. You know, for me, it's people like uh, like Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know we ain't talking about Jerry Curls, Boys in the Hood, Dope Boy, Ice Cube. Yeah, we he got about, uh, Big Three now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You talking about a dude that went from movies to making like you talking about gangster movies in the '90s, kids movies to a retired basketball league that's actually doing pretty well. Shocked, probably didn't shock everybody, but people like that. That's the definition of like black excellence. Yeah, you can look up to the day's rappers and stuff like that too, mm-hmm. and say like, okay, yeah, I'm trying to be like him. And you ever notice how you get on like social media? You always see these dudes like holding the, the money up to their ear yeah. like a phone and stuff like that. Yeah, that stuff is cool, but that stuff is temporary. And Jay Z really got on him about that with his last album. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's temporary money. Like yeah, I'm showing off, or I'm in a picture. Count like spread with my money spread in my hand and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Nah, bruh. As, as like as the black community, man, it's like this is why they say like, man, look, forget all that that nonsense, bro. Let's get money together. Right. This man Tyler Perry gave everybody that's been in his movies their own walk of like little uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame stars at yeah. his Jondo. That's great. That's crazy. That's 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 a whole different level of like, yo, appreciate it, man. That's like saying that's like saying if one of us one of us built like a a studio or you know a radio show or media company whatever the case may be and you know we was on YouTube back in the day yeah so that's like basically us saying us giving everybody that's been in our YouTube videos over the years their own like plaque little little Hall of Fame or something like that just like yeah man just this person right here this they was in the uh. They was in the Damo got slap video. Yeah. Give him a give him a, a gold star for that. Right. But you know what I mean. But nah, just just on a positive note, man. That's that's big up to Tyler Perry though. That goes back to what he was saying about when you get your own stuff, you help others cross. Not only that studio allows a lot of people to make movies on his lot, 
um, that also gives a lot of people jobs. He's also helping people with that. And that goes back to what you were saying about who you look up to. There's been a shift lately into what a lot of rappers and a lot of people are promoting. Uh, it's more so ownership, uh, thinking from a business perspective. And it's always been apparent, but it's been more apparent now as time goes on about how important it is to ownership because we see a lot of artists getting screwed over and contracts disputes and no one wants to get caught up. So the best way to not get caught up is to make sure you're covered from day one. Uh, Read your contracts, make sure you look over everything, think from a business perspective, not just a puppet in the music industry or any entertainment industry for that matter. On top of that, you just really got to think about how you do business. And that's what I like about the Tyler Perry situation. He is a bona fide businessman. And this is incredible. So I was thinking about this on the way over here too. And this is why I always say that like, and you look at somebody like Tyler Perry, you look at, um, it's a lot of different people. You can look at, you can look at even us. I said, I said on my way over here, I was like, a lot of people don't want to be there. During the foundation. Right. But everybody want to be there when the house is built. I don't know if that's going to go over some people's heads, but a lot of people don't want to be there from the beginning. Yeah, and we both know that for a fact. And when you take off, that's when now all of a sudden everybody want to be like, yo, what's good, bro? Like, what's up? You know, you did it and stuff like that. You look at somebody like Tyler Perry. Who knew Tyler Perry would have blew up? You, he, he, was, he was making plays... Of himself wearing a, a dress as a gangster old lady. Who knew that would have took off? Right. You know what I'm saying? You look at somebody like Barack Obama. Another dude. I bet you Barack Obama exes are somewhere shaking their head right now. <laughs> <laughs> they probably looking like, damn, I would have never thought old Barry was going to blow up. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I like You would have never... You look at people like that. You look at people like us. Making that transition from... YouTube went back when YouTube, the 07, 08 era of YouTube. Right. Who would have ever thought that us making raw bootleg videos would blow up the way that they did, though? I mean, if we kept going, who knew where we'd be at today? So I did the estimation for our biggest video, uh, which is Damo got kicked in the nuts. Still paying for it to this day. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I did the numbers, and for that video, we would have had about... 5 million views. Yeah, 5 million views, which is amazing because if we kept going, I guarantee you we would have done way more than that. Speaking of betting on yourself, did you hear about the situation with uh, Jason Weaver? Yeah. Shout out to his mom because his mom was responsible for this. Jason Weaver, for those who don't know, sang the song for Lion King, Can't Wait to Be King. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what was proposed from him from Disney was $2 million total, that's it, nothing else. It was either that or it was a royalty and 100 k to to the rights to the franchise. And his mom chose the 100 k and the royalty rights. So... As a result of that, he's still getting paid. The Lion King just released a uh, live action version, and 
he's still getting paid from that. So every Inception, every remake, every type of add-on to the Lion King franchise, he's getting money from that. So he's set for life. Uh, I want to get your opinions on what you think about this situation. I'm not going to lie. Now, dude like myself that like money, let's get this money. Because, again, Lion King came out in 94. Right. It is 2019. Shout out to moms for negotiating that because at the end of the day, this man is if this man is still getting checks. You talking about a dude that's went on and had a, a I want to say a stagnant career, you know, outside of Lion King and maybe Smart Guy, and he did a couple of other little little, little yeah, mini he, projects. He was on a Chingy song, One Call Away. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. A dude that's had like a kind of stagnant career because I think he was um. He played he played uh, Michael Jackson right in the right. little the Jackson the All American Dream joke yeah so you talking about a dude that's kind of had his moment of fame as a kid uh huh and he kind of just like as he got older and eh, just kind of staggered but for moms to negotiate that and for this man to still get checks till this day now for us that grew up now we can't speak for the kids nowadays but for us us eight like nineties kids and. 80s kids and stuff like that. We know how big Lion King is as just a movie. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all know this. So, it's just like, you talking about The Lion King, The Lion King 2, all these movies, the live action, you know, all the merch, all these different things with The Lion King, man. Yo, that's a big move for Jason, man. You let me know when that smart guy reunion come on. I'm probably not going to watch it. I like the original smart guy. You know, I'm not really too fans of reunions 15, 20 years later, but that's a big move that Miles made for him. So shout out to my boy Jason, man. Yeah, he said he was uh he said he was up for it if they ever do a reboot. Yeah, but it's up to my man Taj. Taj Moore to do it. Yeah. Do it, yeah. And I don't think he I don't think he's like he he, he might say he's interested in doing it, uh-huh. but at the same time he's like a smart guy reunions, like Yeah. Because I know a lot of people, when it comes to reboots and reunions, it really comes down to the money. And Jason Weaver is somebody who's obviously not worried about money. I mean, he's paid for life. His mom played the long game, and it sure paid off for him. I put it like this. When you think about reunions, like, let's not have a... a not make, Don't make a spin-off, a whole series spin-off. Just, like... Plug like plug characters in there, you know what I'm saying? So, um, what's the perfect example? Matter of fact, um, I don't know if a lot of people watch Blackish. Yeah, you know what I mean. Blackish just like I I wasn't a personally a fan of the show when it was on TV, but Blackish did a reunion of girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so plug it in like that. You know what I mean? Not not just have like a. You know, like like uh 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 like everybody know Boys Meets World with Corey and Topanga. Mm-hmm. Then they find they did a spinoff show that's like fifteen twenty years later. Yeah, and Girls Meets World. Eh, it's not gonna work. <laughs> what was so funny about that was people were so excited about that. They were so excited because they thought it was going to be elements of the old show, which it was. You had a lot of old characters, but it just wasn't the same feel, and that's why they ended the series. It just wasn't the same. Uh, they didn't really tap into the characters like they thought we were going to, like they thought we were going to see them as. But I think 
the thing about these spinoffs is it's it's getting overdone. It's like 2009 with 3D and IMAX and everything having a 3D version to it. It's just getting to a point where it's overdone. And they were talk about New Jack City and how they wanted to do a reboot from that. Wesley Snipes, he wasn't feeling it. He has every right to feel that way. You got to think about movies like New Jack City was made at a particular time in the world. You know what I mean? That late 80s, early 90s New Jack, that New Jack swing R&B crack epidemic, it was made for that time. Um, A reboot New Jack City won't work in today's age. It would not. It, it won't work. That's any any gangster movie back in the, even like a movie like Superfly. Right. Superfly was one of them, you know, them black movies of the seventies. It it just don't work in this day. Like I, I'm sorry to say a fa- a dude like myself who's a fan of of gangster movies and hood movies, Boys in the Hood and stuff like that. Lead, like Juice, leave those movies alone. They was made at that time for a reason. You can't make a movie like like you can't remake Boys in the Hood for 2019 because Boys in the Hood had a, a a a message and it was a certain purpose for that movie back in that time. It's just not gonna work in this day and age. Yeah, and it kind of ruins the legacy of these movies when you keep making reboots. I mean, these reboots for a lot of people, for a lot of us, are part of our childhoods, are part of our uh, teenage coming up years. So when you make a reboot, it kind of messes up those memories because now you're seeing whole new characters, whole new setting, and it just doesn't feel right to know that something that you once loved or still love today is getting a whole bunch of new characters who are half acting, not as good as the original characters, the plot's not that great, and it just hurts your feelings to see that something you love and care about in a movie that you keep going back to it's it's just not the same feeling it just doesn't feel good to see all these reboots and i totally understand why people don't like it see prime example is prime example is lion king actually a lot of people right. like lion king a lot of people say it was and eh, it was iffy it was good i seen the live action lion king it was it was good it was okay mm-hmm. but again i will stick to the cartoon yeah. Cause again, like, like that that movie, like movies like those, they're trying to bring like a new a new audience for people like ourselves who's already seen Lion King and the and Aladdin. We all know Aladdin only did numbers because of Will Smith. We all know Lion King only did numbers because Beyonce was in there. Then Toy Story Four just ready to come out. That's a that's a franchise they they gotta let go. Yeah, Toy Story Four. I, I didn't mean, watch it, but again, I didn't either. It, you gotta let you gotta let that franchise go, cause it's just like number one, cool, number one classic. Number two, eh. <laughs> number two was actually it was to pretty be good. honest, it was it was pretty good. But number one is still the best movie. To be honest, then you waited what you waited? I think Three, fifteen was, fifteen uh, years. Cause I think uh, Toy Story two came out in nineteen ninety nine, so it was I think nine or ten years. So about 10 years, then you want to make a Toy Story 3. Then you wait another 9 years to make Toy Story 4. Which they should have left alone because Toy Story 3 had the perfect ending. It had the closing. You had Andy Langover's toys. I hope it's not a spoiler. If it is, you should have seen it already. But he's Langover's toys. He's giving it to this girl. 
She's starting a whole new life with these toys. And that was the perfect way to end it. But now we have four for some reason. And then it's like looking at the uh, uh, the bad boys. Right. Will Smith and Marlon. Right. No offense. Bad boys one, classic. Bad boys two, hilarious. Bad boys three should have came out maybe two years after bad boys two came out right. the fact that y'all waited this long y'all wait almost six 15 16 years to put out bad this final bad boys movie right mar Lawrence look a little chubby <laughs> so it's just kind of like a ah, it's like ah, i mean i'm gonna go see it but this is gonna be like right. i'm not expecting high hopes same thing yeah. with like the incredibles i didn't see the credibles too i seen the first one like, y'all kind of waited too long to put out, y'all, uh, yeah. a two-year window. Then be like, all right, we're going to put out a sequel. I'm just saying. That's just me personally. I forgot that they made another Krebs movie. I like going to see movies, but I don't want to go see movies that kind of ruins the thought process of my childhood. That kind of ruins the storyline of the movies that I like to see. Like, if I went to go see a New Jack City reboot, I wouldn't want to go see it because I like the original movie that much. I can only imagine how much they're going to water down a newer version of New Jack. Can you imagine how much they'll they'll water down Nino Brown, bro? Oh, I know. Especially in this cancel culture. Everything got to be like, you got to be careful. Don't You can't do that. Don't say that. I I can't I cannot imagine somebody a new a new actor today saying sit your sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. I can't imagine somebody else saying that. They can't do it. <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I would look at it and be like, yeah, I kind of like white. <laughs> I, I kind of like Wesley doing it better. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. I like Wesley doing it better. It ain't Wesley though. But you know, I mean, it is what it is though, man. What else we got on the agenda for the day, brother? Okay, so Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner, excuse me, she got rich shamed, basically. I don't mean, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm going to let you continue. No, go ahead. Go what ahead. the hell in Kylie Jenner world is rich shame? Okay, <laughs> so apparently rich shame means you can't promote, you can't flaunt your wealth, you can't show that you have money, or people will remind you that there are children out there that are starving, children out there that don't have any money, and there are people out there in the world that are less fortunate to you. But then again, unpopular opinion, what does that guy do with me? So, you talking about, first of all, these are my arch rival celebrities. Yeah. The Jenners slash Kardashians are my arch rival at the top of the food chain. So, hold on. Let me talk to him. Go ahead. Listen, how can you rich shame the Jenners and the Kardashians? They've been doing this for the last... 10 years? 12 years? Oh, more than that. I think their first show came out in 2006. Okay. They've been they've been flaunting their, their wealth and success for years. Why does it matter now? And don't get me wrong. You talk about people that obviously steals black culture left to right. Right. Kylie Jenner is definitely one of them. Because we all remember Kylie Jenner was like about as bony as a stick. She didn't mess around and got ass shots and all that shit now. Now she looking like, everybody just like, damn, bro. Like, I remember somebody, I think my man's at the job told me this. He was just like, he said, man, you like, you seen the pictures? I'm like, I see the pictures, but again. It's not her. I don't want Kylie Jenner. Right. You know, Tiger can, oops, my bad. That's not, that's not <laughs> organic. 
I don't want no GMO bodies. Like, that's what that's what I'm saying, man. Just like everybody was was heartbroken about the old Kylie and Travis Scott broke up. What about Stormy? What about her? <laughs> <laughs> what about Stormy? <laughs> what about her? With a name like that, what about her? <laughs> but nah, man. Listen, we all know, and I've been said it till this day. The the Kardashian slash Jenners, their whole idea is a money scheme. Right, they're smart business people, business women, I should say. They are, they are money scheme, bro. Like Lamar Odom, dated her. She probably didn't got. She didn't took this man, ran his money up. He's out of there, gone. Tiger, she res so hard, resurrected my man career. Took the, was making that man pay for everything. Guess what? Gone. Travis Scott, this dude was. I personally am not that crazy about Travis Scott, musically wise. I know a lot of people love Travis Scott. Yeah. What you think she was doing with Travis Scott? She was in Travis Scott's money, and what did Meg say? Yeah, she in her bag, but she she in his too. That's exactly. That's exactly what she was doing. Plotting. Plotting. She got a big. She. Listen, man. I know this about to sound real controversial coming from me, but a man that's cool with controversy, I'm gonna say it anyway. You gotta give a shout out to people like Black China and Kylie Jenner, because yeah. again, Black China got knocked up with Rob's baby child. My man, she on child. He on he on child support for life. Right, Tiger, child support for life. Kylie Jenner, even if Kylie Jenner don't get with Travis, don't get back with Travis Scott, that's money coming in on top of the money she already got coming in. They, like, I hate them personally, but I mean their business philosophy, man. I don't know, it's something different. I I can't speak on it though. I mean the whole situation about her being a billionaire is controversial in itself. But for me, the whole situation about rich shaming people, I don't understand. It's their money. They earned it. Even if you don't feel like they earned it, what's it to you? All of a sudden, people are a part of UNICEF and world peace and worrying about people that are less fortunate than them when they weren't worrying about them in the first place. I, I always say that it comes from envy. It's so many people out here who aren't billionaires. They're multimillionaires. It just it doesn't make sense. Let people live. Stop counting people's money. If they want to buy Bugatti, let them buy Bugatti. If they want to buy a mansion, let them buy a mansion. You can't tell somebody what to do with their pockets. You can't tell somebody what to do. So, this whole thing about rich shaming. In in a day in in this day and age, you know, rich shaming. It, it don't even make sense because again, you look at people, especially in the, these rappers today, this music today, the music, this this whole like people, these internet, these internet uh, celebrities, and these uh, uh, loving hip hop and all these 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 uh, just TV these TV people, they flaunt their money all day long. Again, how you gonna rich shame somebody for? Yeah, I got a new uh, a Bugatti. I mean, it should be a way to say, like, okay, uh, you know, get um, you need to get up and like and, and motivate yourself to go do something. Now, the only reason why I can say they rich shaming people is it depends on who the person is. Now, granted, somebody like 
a Kylie Jenner and a Kim Kardashian, a lot of them previously before like their situations, they was literally getting money doing nothing. So I think right. that's where a lot of people probably was like, oh, you already had money. You know, you, you know, you can't, you, you never did nothing. So you, you already had money. I think that's why, but like Kylie Jenner, like Kylie Jenner's a billionaire now. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm gonna give props to this dude. You, she got money already, right? So I don't understand what rich shaming is. I mean, all like everybody in this day and age flaunts their their stuff. Yeah, one way or another. You know what I mean? Even I even see people to this day in the DMV that's supposed to be like local rappers and stuff like that. They still flaunt their stuff. I mean, you know, it ain't a Bugatti, but it's a twenty nineteen Dodge Charger. But still, they still flaunt it. <laughs> So I mean I don't get why you saying like rich shaming. I don't. I personally just don't get it. Me personally. Yeah, it's it goes back to what I was saying about it coming from envy. If you had a normal person, everyday person who wasn't Kylie Jenner, who wasn't a billionaire, multi-millionaire, uh, who had a Porsche or who bought a Bugatti, you have all kinds of accolades and praise in the comments. But because it's them, it's who they are. Is why people are saying what they're saying. It's the fact that they're Kardashians. It's the fact that you have billionaires out here who just wants to buy a plane. And because they wanted to buy a plane, children are dying. You shouldn't spend your money. Eat the rich. It it doesn't make any sense. It's annoying to me. If I was a billionaire, i just troll people. I'll be honest. If I was a billionaire, i just flaunt wealth just to, just to get on people's nerves. That's the type of person I'd be. Now, I think 50 Cent said it best. Um, when he was saying, like, yeah, buy like buy all these these expensive things, like buy this stuff. Because again, you never know when if your career or something comes to an end, you will still have assets. Right. That you can that you can you know, if you got a house that costs like three point five million billion dollars and you in a tight spot, just put your crib up for sale. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, but as far as like rich shaming, and, I, and again, what you were saying is, yeah, if you're a normal, if you're a normal regular person, because I've known people that was doing pretty good as a regular person, they get praised and accolades, but because you're a celebrity, like the Kardashians, a Rick Ross, if a, if a Jay-Z or somebody do it, then it's just, oh, oh, you know, you can't do it like that. Why can't they? It's their wealth. All right. Mm. Get on your P's and Q's. Right. And it were people... Uh, the Twitter comments are so toxic. And there are people out there, fortunately, who have some common sense. And they say, you look at it two ways. You can look at it as motivation. Or you can look at it as, this person is doing better than me. And they're the root of my problems. Which, that isn't the case at all. I mean, me personally... I I look at it as motivation, man, because you got people as much as as much fans that Kylie Jenner has, her wealth, her billionaire should make anybody want to get up and say, okay, as as like as a young female, black or white, it don't make no difference. If it makes it should make them want to say, okay, maybe I need to get up. I want to have my own cosmetic line. You look at people like Rihanna. I want to have my own a billion like billion dollar clothing line. It's that's motivation. I don't see why. Like you look at people like Rick Ross, he may flaunt his wealth, but at the end of the day, here's a dude that's 
This man got wing spots. This man got like corporate fast food spots. Right. I personally don't like wing stop rolls, but <laughs> you know I'm more of an America's best guy myself. If there's any more in the world, maybe that's just a DMV thing. Who knows? But stuff like that, you gotta understand. These guys are business people at the end of the day, right? You know what I mean? Respect the hustle. That's like saying if I showed off, if if I showed off, if I if I bought a house that's like two point something million dollars, and I go on Facebook. Showing off, they be like, oh, you just, oh, you showing off, and you, I remember you ain't had nothing, and it's kids out here, why would you do this? I'm like, fam, this is what hard work gets you. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to speak it to existence right now. If this podcast, if this podcast blows up, and it's going to continue to go up, you know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this together. You know, you got my man, Ern, he's going to probably have some projects he's working on. I'm probably going to have some projects that I'm working on, but at the end of the day, we meet somewhere in the middle where the project is still going to be, yo, we still, we got our own, we got together, we got income coming in together, and we got income coming in by ourselves. If we want to go out here and flaunt, that's because at the end of the day, that's, that's, we worked hard for that. Exactly. So I don't, I don't get what the rich shaming is though. I'm not rich. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I always say, yeah. I always say, speaking to his instance, a lot of people say I'm not rich, and I always say, yeah, because if you plan to get rich, you gotta say it from the beginning, from day one. I can respect that, man. But nah, man, y'all leave them rich people alone, man. Like, get up off your ass and get on your grind. Talk to them, player. I mean, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I really believe all entrepreneurs are each other's accountability partners. And what we do is we keep each other on our P's and Q's. And when one person succeeds, it motivates the next man. And that's what keeps the wheel spinning. So I think for the fact of people flying their wealth, people wanting to show off, you have different kinds of people. You have people who don't want to show off. You just got to let people be people. If people want to show you what they have... You can look at it, again, from two ways. You can look at it, oh, this person is showing off, or this person this person act like they, they, this person act like they don't want to share with anybody, they don't want to give back, they don't want to do this or do that. Or you can look at it as, oh, man, I can't wait till one day I have a Bugatti, one day I have a Porsche, one day I have that house, I have an island or private jet or whatever thing you want to get. Watch all depends on your perspective on how you look at things. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to your mindset. Now, before we move on to our next topic, the closing remarks for this is basically like me saying this to y'all. Now, working a nine to five is cool. We all got to do it. Now, a hobby is like nine to five is income. And I think I've I've seen a lot of people say this, but it's true. Nine to five is income. Your hobbies, your dreams, is what made you is going what's going to make you a billionaire. So that's what you need to do. Now, granted, just like I said, do that. If you if you make films, if you make little mini skits and mini movies, look at all these people on Instagram. That's that was a hobby. Right. It turned them into billionaires. It, well, not, I don't say billionaires. Some of them probably are, some of them not. But, you know, you got everything. All these different things. You got these gamers out here who did, who took something that they just did on their spare time. Because I game too myself. 
But they took something on their spare time and now they're making millions just by sitting there playing video games, doing something that they like to do. So at the end of the day, man, before we move on from this topic, find something you like to do. Also have an income coming in and just stay on your grind, man. Talk to him, brother. Talk to him. It's just one of those things to where at the end of the day, do what you have to do. Focus on your stuff and it'll pay off at the end. So, but you know, now that we finished, now that we just got off our serious, our serious nonsense here, it's time to get into what, you know, some of us been waiting for, for the last six years. Now, I know we, you know, we was doing entrepreneur. That's more Aaron's uh, expertise, his field of work. Yeah. But now we're going to have to roll the fishnet on all over here to yours truly. If you've been living in the DMV. Oh, it's coming. And I'm not even a Redskin fan personally myself, but let me talk to you. So for most people that do not know, it's been a dream come true. And this is why I don't be supporting a lot of the DMV teams because they just make dumb decisions. (laughs) But Monday... I'm talking about Monday before anybody even woke up. Jay Gruden, the head coach of the Washington Redskins, got fired. <laughs> I'm talking about he was gone. He packed his bags up. His key didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to lie to y'all, man. Let's get on some real sports talk right now. I'm uh, Me, I'm a Raiders fan. I'm still contemplating, am I still going to be a fan at the end of the year? Because I'm not really... That crazy about the Las Vegas move, but yeah, onto some on some hometown, some hometown uh, feed about this. I'm actually glad that they finally got rid of Jay Gruden. You know, I'm stuck with John over there for ten years, but I'm glad that they they got rid of Jay Gruden because again, Jay Gruden coaching philosophies and styles, it's it's just you've been making bad coaching decisions for the last six years. I. You, you you just been making poor coaches. You didn't want you know y'all you in the front office obviously wasn't y'all wasn't on the same page. All right, you wanted Dwayne like one of y'all wanted Dwayne Haskins, the other one didn't want Dwayne Haskins. Like you you couldn't bring talent to the Washington Redskins. You only made the playoffs one time, one time. You're six years. You only made the playoffs one time, bro. Uh. that's crazy. And, you know, being here from the DMV, this is a, a sports-heavy town. This is a sports town, bruh. A serious sports town. You know, even though a lot of people wishing that the Redskins was moved back to the city, but still, that does not matter. I've been to plenty of Redskins games. Reds, I'm not a Redskins fan, and I just go to the games because I live here. I've been to FedEx Field. Didn't they... They, then they... uh? Lose at your last game that you went to? I did. They got blown out. <laughs> they got blown out. I went to the Monday night game this year against Chicago. Uh, they was they was getting blown out. What was it like 31? It was like 28 to nothing at half. People was leaving. Tough crowd. <laughs> I paid my ticket, so I stayed to about five minutes in the fourth quarter. But still, it's just little adjustments like that that make people just be like, dude. You cannot, you cannot tell me, bro. Like, 
Then you changing your quarterbacks every week. Oh, we're gonna put we're gonna put Keenum in. We're gonna go with Coke. We're gonna go with Dwayne Haskins. You put Dwayne Haskins in, into a bad situation. Everybody, they already listen. This is this kid's rookie season. Shout out to my boy. Shout out to my boy Haskins. But this is only his rookie season. And they're already saying, like, I don't know. He may not be the quarterback we've been looking for. He, he may not be the franchise guy. What do you mean? He hasn't had a chance to prove himself. Every rookie going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? That's like you being new somewhere and just like, ah, here's some things you got to work on. Like, I can see, like, let him play. You don't, you don't have no starting quarterback. What else do you have to lose? Let this man play. Come the end of the season, because you're already 0-5. I ain't going to no playoffs. But come the end of the season, put the man in, see what you're working with, just be like, ah, okay, here's what we need to work on. Here's what we need. Y'all not even trying to do that with the brother. I'm like, Jay, come on, bro. Y'all was beat. Y'all was, y'all was destroying Philly in week one. They lost. <laughs> How many quarterbacks have we had in the last six years? Listen, man, I don't want to talk about the DMV and their quarterback situation. Uh. Because since I was growing up, <laughs> they didn't went through Patrick Ramsey, Jason right. Campbell, right. Mark Brunel, uh-huh. Robert Griffin, uh-huh. Kirk Cousins. Kirk, they Kirk Cousins and a couple of mediocre dudes in the process. You cannot sit right here and tell. And granted, I know Jay wasn't there through most of that. You know, you still had Mike Shanahan and stuff like that as well. And Steve Spurrier and all them dudes. But still, you cannot tell me, Jay, that for six years, you had absolutely, you, you literally could not figure out no kind of recipe to be like, sit down with your organization and just be like, look, something ain't working. <laughs> We need to we need to reinvent something. Something ain't working around here. Like you got you got old ass Adrian Peterson carrying a football. I get that he had a thousand yards last season, but again, here's a dude a, a sports fan. I'm not talking about just Madden. I'm not just talking about man. You can look at it from a Madden standpoint too, but you gotta go with the fresh legs. You know what I'm saying? Like Adrian Peterson. He only running on a quarter tank of gas. <laughs> he ain't going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't expect this man to carry the ball 40, 30, 40 times a game. It's not possible. Listen, man, all I know is I'm just glad for all my Redskins fans out here and a man of, of, of that lives in the DMV, man, I'm glad Jay's gone. Hopefully, well, this season's a loss, but hopefully y'all can turn around it's a battle of the winless. It's y'all versus Miami. I wanna I wanna say I wanna bet on y'all, but I took that bet against uh Chicago and y'all got blown out. So I'm not gonna bet on the skins. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking too good. And it's so funny how both of us are kind of West Coast boys because both of our teams are on the west side and neither of them are doing good. So we can't lose for winning in this position. But that's about it for our episode. Um, thank you for tuning in. Again, if you want to have any suggestions, if you have any questions, you want us to talk about anything, go ahead and email us at basementfriday at gmail.com. Basement Friday on all our social media websites. And I'm going to let my man Damo go ahead and get the last word. Listen, man, I'm going to be always short and brief with y'all. Like I said, man, make sure y'all follow us 
at Basement Friday. You got he got his own uh, Instagram as well. I got my own Instagram as well. You can follow us that. But to bring to bring closing remarks, like I said, to sum up basically what we was going through for the whole day, just be on your grind, stay on your P's and Q's, and for the DMV, let's go Nats, let's go Mystics, <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's get them. All right, we out. Peace. <laughs> Woo. <laughs>